some think we're funny Most people don't know We're too old for this podcast Hello everyone, this is my very good buddy, Abby Barrett And this is my very good buddy, Brendan Boogie I was <laughs> about to say my own name <laughs> <laughs> This is We're Too Old for This Podcast Here's the concept Two best buddies, that's Abby and myself Watch buddy movies And then we compare the movie friendship to our own This week we will be talking about 1997's Batman and Robin Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger And George Clooney And Chris O'Donnell And Uma Thurman And Alicia Silverstone It's a cavalcade of stars, Abby There's so many stars I was starstruck there so many you, You're just watching the movie going I am so starstruck I, Yeah, I couldn't From even... this film I had a headache afterward just from all the star power. From all the star power. Mm-hmm. It was just getting to you. like it's too much. You know, someone hit me in the head because I'm seeing stars. <laughs> now, this is a superhero movie. It sure a is. Batman movie. And so I don't want you to get all worked up about them not being true to the comic books. <laughs> because well. I, know, I know how seriously you take... These superhero movies, and I don't want you to get all fired up. That's not canon. That's not canon. I don't want you to, you know, don't, don't go there. I'll girlfriend. try not to, but yeah, you know, it's just hard when I'm such a purist. You are. And, you're a purist for I am superheroes. A, a, a zealot fan of this franchise. This franchise, the mm-hmm. genre, the and genre. anything with a anything with a man in a cape, you're in. I'm in. You're in big time. So before we get into this particular film, as they say in Ireland, that's how they pronounce film. 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 Yeah, I, was, I find it adorable. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, maybe it would be helpful for people to know who it is that we are, that mm-hmm. my grammar is in good shape right now. For some reason, I'm talking like a robot or some kind of person who doesn't understand how sentence structure works. Which is not important for a podcast at all. No, we don't need to be clear or... Yep concise or even remotely understandable so maybe we should introduce each other is what i'm saying that's my point sure i can introduce you why don't you introduce me this is brendan boogie he is a filmmaker a podcast maker a cartoon maker a baker of cakes a baster of turkeys Mm mm-hmm and most importantly, a porn aficionado. <laughs> See the problem. <laughs> the problem is when you say most importantly, and I know you have no idea what you're about to say, <laughs> and but you've already set it up that it's going to be the most important. Uh huh. So you you just shooting yourself in the foot there. It's 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 an error. It's an error that you make almost every time. I live on the edge. I like the, I like the feeling of panic. It just swells. <laughs> When I know I've got nowhere to go. <laughs> You've got nowhere to go. <laughs> That's where my best work comes from. Your best work comes from panic and shame. Yes. <laughs> so this is, speaking of shame and panic. Look at you I looking at your it. notes. I, I do take notes mm-hmm. in this part. Isn't that bad? Yeah. It's horrible. You just, you just fly by the seat of your pants. I take mm-hmm. notes for everything. Mm-hmm. These are our different, our, these are the different aspects of our personality yeah. that the, the listeners have found so charming. Low these many episodes. <laughs> These many years. So this is Abby Barrett. She is a singer. She is a songwriter. She is a crime fighter, a mo- motorcycle rider, and a Zippo lighter. <laughs> wow. See, you wrote all that down. 
and it wasn't even that good. How much work did you put into that? When you put it in the context of me thinking of it beforehand and going, oh, I'll do a bunch of rhyming introductions, it doesn't sound, it's not as funny. But then like when you just off the top of your head get into my porn addiction, it's hilarious. It is hilarious. I mean, you know, there's, there's humor in the truth. So speaking of porn, this was a pretty sexy movie, huh? Yeah, super sexy. If you like long movies that are just never ending. I mean, that See, was a four and a half hour movie. It, it was not four it's and a half hours. It's an odd choice for a superhero movie. <laughs> yes, it, it was. Well, they were all getting longer and longer. But this was like back in 1997. But yeah, it, it was it was an interesting film. Well, so why don't we jump right into it? Why don't you, why don't you take us through what happens in 1997's Batman and Robin. Well, Brendan, a lot. A lot <laughs> happens in this movie. You have to pay attention in case you miss anything subtle. Uh, it's true. There's a, there's a lot of subtle things so, going on so in this So much subtlety. Um, so Batman and Robin, who are played by George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell, are called to the scene of a diamond heist where Mr. Freeze, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's ah. me. <laughs> Arnold. <laughs> He's frozen all the guards and fumed the place into a hockey rink for some reason. (laughs) I'm sorry, can you say that in English? I'm sure. He has frozen all the guards and turned the place into a hockey rink for some reason. For some some, reason. reason. I think it's because he wants some jewels. Um, A diamond, yes. Yes, a diamond. Um, So he sends in his goons, who are very confusing, who have hockey sticks, after Batman and Robin, and a whole thing happens. Yes, come on! Since you can't watch this, this is a podcast. That cha-ching you heard was ice skates yeah. <laughs> popping out of the boots of Batman and Robin. Which is like, you know, like I get that Batman has a lot of different gadgets, but you can't predict at any point that you're going to need ice skates. Like right. the things it, that they have that are just so like, oh, well, good thing I had this thing that just saved everybody's life. It's a little yeah, unrealistic. It's, it's a little unrealistic. And, well, I mean, I think maybe, you know, taking back, like, the history of this franchise is, so this was 1997. In 1989, Tim Burton made Batman with Michael Keaton mm-hmm. and uh, Jack Nicholson. And although, you know, it's a little dated, it's a great movie. And he, it's it's sort of this, it's Tim Burton, it's sort of dark and and. Mm-hmm. And sort of, uh, it's got this emotional center to it. I remember that. Then he made, yeah, then he made Batman Returns, which is this operatic tragedy, which I love. I thought it was great, but a lot of people are like, ah, it's too dark, it's too emotional. So they went to then Batman Forever, which was with Val Kilmer. Right. And that was just kind of dumb and mediocre. And so they said, ah, how do we revive this Batman franchise? So... They made Batman and Robin that appealed to rubber suit fetishists exclusively. Yeah. Like basically that that it's like, okay, we want to get get in on this 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 niche market of people who want to jerk off to a Batman movie. Yeah. In these rubber suits. I mean, in some ways watching it, like it's just gonna sound weird, but like I didn't hate it necessarily. It's it kind of reminded me of the 
sort of Adam West cartoons, which I never really watched. But in that sort of like hokey, like, I've got a catchphrase. And, yeah, guy. it was st- it purposely campy, but it's, yeah. uh, I hate, God, I hate campy. Anyway, let, let's let's continue. You like the dark Christian Bale. I like Michael Brooding. Keaton. Michael Keaton's my, yeah. yeah. Michael well, Keaton's actually, my, fav- my favorite Batman is the animated one. The, oh. the Batman the animated series because I think that nailed it perfectly. It had had the dark character, but it also was had some fun. You know, Mark Hamill was the voice of the Joker, and he mm. was great. Um, that's my favorite Batman is the animated series. I never saw that, and I never will. <laughs> How dare so, you! Meanwhile, plant loving biologist Pamela Isley, played by Uma Thurman, she catches her crazy boss who is um. Who actually does a really great job. He was kind of my favorite character in terms of acting. I forget his name though. Um, is performing experiments to create. Thank God you did, you you did, you did some great. You did some homework. You figured who your you know favorite performance. You know what was, I did was I actually was. did look it up and then I completely forgot it. Well, that's the same as as not looking it up, Abby. <laughs> it kind of is for this for the purposes of this podcast. Yes, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> so she right. catches him trying to make this su- or successfully making the super soldier named Bane. Um, Bane. Bane. Which is wildly different than the one from the Christian Bale ones. And he tries to kill her, but she ends up like getting mutated into this uh, woman, Poison Ivy, who is, um, who like shows up to this charity auction and she's all hot now. And Batman and Robin are there. And so is the police commissioner. And some hotness ensues. I bid $50,000 for Poison Ivy. A hundred thousand. One million dollars. Two million. You don't have it. Three million. I'll borrow it from you. Four million. Five million. That's a utility belt, not a money belt. Six million. Seven million. <laughs> Never leave the cave without it. You two boys aren't gonna start fighting over little old me now, are you? So you can't see it, but you can hear it. That cha-ching. <laughs> Was Batman pulling out a Bat American Express card? Don't leave home without it. Don't leave the cave without it. Mm. It was a, I believe, a um, paid advertisement in the middle of it. But at yeah. the same time, that is the moment I think where people are like, "That's the stupidest thing in the movie." Like people, like if people choose one thing, that that's it. I think there are many other stupid things, but that's up there. It's yeah, that didn't strike me as the stupidest thing. I also can't tell if like Uma Thurman was really good or really bad in this movie. I think she's the only one that realizes it's a comedy. And I think she's Hmm. the only one that is playing it up because George Clooney is playing it super straight, you know, sincere and warm in that George Clooney way, which is completely out of place in this movie. Chris O'Donnell is kind of a meh. Arnold is just going, ah! <laughs> he was actually better than I thought he would be. I mean, how can you screw that up, really? Although, again, in the animated series, not to get all nerdy on you, like, mm-hmm. the, like Mr. Freeze is this tragic character, and it's, like, this deep, tragic character, and, and it's just... I mean, I felt bad for him. He, like, was trying to save his wife. Like, if they had only yeah. just given him the funding to help him save his wife in the first place, exactly. we wouldn't even be here. We wouldn't even have to watch this movie. Yeah, we exactly. wouldn't even have to do this podcast. Exactly. Because it's all this is this has been leading up to this moment, mm-hmm. and this podcast will be over by now, and you and I could go on our, go on with our lives. No, God, seriously. But no, they didn't give Mister Freeze the funding. I also feel like Uma Thurman. Yeah, she totally got that it was a joke, but she wasn't quite nailing it like the way that the actor whose name I forgot was nailing it. 
Uh, I think she was kind of trying to do like a Mae West thing, you know, come up yeah. and see me sometime, which I th- I thought Uma Thurman was the best one in it, personally. No, you're wrong. Um, so after Poison Ivy seduces Batman and Robin with her pheromones, which she blows in their faces, uh, Mr. Freeze arrives to try to steal more diamonds. And Batman and Robin chase after him. And Batman stops Robin from making a dangerous jump. Robin's really annoying in this movie. Um, and yeah, catches Mr. Freeze himself. Robin is not happy about it. I could have made that jump. And you could have splattered your brains all over the side of the building. You know, in the circus, the Flying Graysons were a team. We had to trust each person to do his job. That's what being partners is all about. Sometimes counting on someone else is the only way you win. Your head wasn't even on the job. All you could think about was Poison Ivy. You just can't stand that maybe she wanted me instead of you. I mean, that's your idea of friendship, isn't it, Bruce? It's your house. It's your rules. I mean, it's your way or the highway. It's Batman and Robin, not Robin and Batman. And I'm sick of it. Yes, it's my rules. My rules that keep us alive, and if you want to stay in this house and on this team, you will abide by them. This is no partnership. You're never going to trust me. Sound like a familiar fight, Brendan? Yes, it does sound like a familiar fight (laughs) to me. This is no partnership. When I when I always fight with George Clooney, mm-hmm. he he and I he just doesn't trust me. Yeah. George Clooney just doesn't trust me doesn't. the way he should yeah. for a man yeah. he's never met. There are like people who you know in George Clooney has like apologized for ruining Batman <laughs> things like that, and like there but there are these there's been this latest movement to kind of look back at this movie and go oh it's not that bad it's campy and all that and it's like it, it don't even get me started on the whole like. Don't get me started. Oh, you get started. Get started. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, all right, I'm going to get started. Okay. It's our fucking podcast. I'll talk about whatever I goddamn want. Jesus Christ. Well, you know, this film, you know, I'm a filmmaker and I, and making films is very hard. So I don't like to shit on other filmmakers, mm-hmm. but there's this whole so bad it's good thing. Yeah. This, that I find just, I just find it cowardly. I find mm-hmm. it's like we're going to make this cheap bad thing with bad acting and all this and it's going to be fun because it's so bad. But you, like, I don't think they set out to make a bad movie. Well, sometimes they do. I mean, I don't know that they did in th- this case, but they, they like retroactively they're they're given credit for it. But but I think there's a lot of times people do make a bad movie on purpose, right. like the bad acting and stuff. You know, trash movies for for a certain audience that loves it. Mm-hmm. But I find I just find it cowardly. I'm just like try to make something good. Don't yeah. be a coward. Try to make something good. That's my fucking soapbox right there. Um, I do think that George Clooney, though, in this, like, I didn't find him, I feel like he was probably trying to bring, like, dignity to the character, and, and it is this brand, and coming off of, like, Michael Keaton, and I never saw the Val yeah. Kilmer one, but, like, I don't know that there wasn't any, with the lines he was given, I'm not sure what he was supposed to do with that other no, than I No, I don't blame Clooney at all for this, but, I mean, I think... It there was no sort of vision of like what they wanted this Batman character to be because clearly it's very if they wanted to do Adam West then they should have got like you know Will Ferrell or you right. know Jim Carrey or something although he did the he did the Riddler in the Val Kilmer version mm. so that would have been weird that would have if been the R- Riddler all of a sudden turns out to be Batman mm-hmm. twist huh? twist I'd watch that I'd watch the shit out of that okay well calm down. All right. Um, so next, Barbara, who's played by Alicia Silverstone, who I thought was going to be terrible, and she was actually really good. Um, she was not really good. She, she was fine. I saw her in a play once. No offense. I'm sure she's lovely, but she was so awful that I was like, I just didn't even think she would get through this. See, I thought in I thought she was brilliant and clueless. I thought she was amazing. I never saw that. I thought, oh, that's one of the funniest performances. Mm-hmm. And she's terrific in it. But I think that I think this one again, she was fine. Yeah. I think also in comparison to some of the other acting. Right, like the guy okay. who played Alfred. Oh, you didn't like him? 
Oh my god. Okay. I, it's oh. like we both agree that we hate this movie, but for different reasons. For different reasons. And, and I'm right. getting mad about it. Right. Um, so she arrives at Wayne Manor to see her uncle Alfred. Um, and she's like this kick-ass motorcycle street racer, like behind the scenes, who wants to win enough money to um help Alfred, who's sick and um has the same disease that Mr. Freeze's wife has. Um and she wants to take What a coincidence. What a coincidence. I know. Well, you know, that's why they made the movie. To shed a light on the, the diseases of Mr. Freeze's wife. Fictional disease. Mm-hmm. So she wants to take him away from Bruce Wayne, um, who she thinks is treating him like garbage. Meanwhile, Poison Ivy and Bane are breaking Mr. Freeze out of Arkham Asylum, and they do they create this plot to like freeze the entire city, and Batman and Robin try to stop them, but Ivy tries to give Robin a poison kiss. It's a whole thing. Let me kiss you. Stop! Don't kiss her. Victim at the airport. Toxins introduced through the mouth. What are you talking about? Why do you think she's so desperate to kiss us? I'm betting her lips are poisoned. Poison kiss? You got some real issues with women, you know that? You just couldn't stand that she was gonna kiss me and not you. Couldn't stand that something was gonna be mine and not yours, could you? Batman dumped him in a big vat of goo. Yeah, what is that goo? I'm not sure what that goop is, um, but it's not particularly damaging unlike most goops in the batman universe usually when someone falls into goop they end up with some kind of mutation or or evil but he's just regular old goop yeah robin once again proving how annoying he is yeah and it's it's funny because like robin is sort of the younger one he's supposed to be sort of growing up and like meanwhile like chris o'donnell's like 27 when this was made <laughs> yeah they keep referring to him as the boy and i'm like what? the boy wonders like eh, are you talking about his son <laughs> like that guy has a 401k mm-hmm. um so mr freeze uses this telescope to freeze gotham um and poison ivy creates a robin signal to try to lure him to his death I gotta say you're you're doing a real great job uh with this recap i just gotta tell you i feel like i'm, I'm gonna interrupt right i'm like now. telling it like I just had a really hard day at sixth grade, and I'm like, get this. Batman tries to talk him out of it. Can you believe it? Is that what? Oh, oh right. that's, that's, that's what like, happens. Yep. <laughs> Where do you think you're going? It's not a bat light. It's a Robin signal. Ivy's calling me. Her name is Pamela Isley. I saw her talking to Gordon. She must have stolen his keys and changed the signal. Yeah, she did it for me, for love. She's infected us with some sort of pheromone extract. Oh, is that what it is, Bruce? I'm under some kind of magic spell? She wants to kill you, dick would say anything to keep her away from me wouldn't you to keep her for yourself you once said to me that being part of a team means trusting your partner and sometimes counting on someone else is the only way to win you remember that you weren't talking about being partners you were talking about being a family so i'm asking you friend partner brother will you trust me now i got a tear in my eye what a speech Mm-hmm. I love how he calls him Dick. I know his name is Dick, but it's it's always funny when <laughs> someone's name is Dick. Do you do you know anyone that actually goes by Dick? Um, no, not anybody like in our age group. How would you, with your name being Richard, go by Dick in the last sixty years? <laughs> I think you only do it if you are like if you just are tickled pink every time somebody calls you Dick. Someone calls you Dick. Like, yeah, you're doing it be. ironically. Yeah, I think I'm, yeah, no, now that I think of it, I would kind of would like everyone to call me Dick from now on, if that's okay. That's totally fine, you dick. Yeah. No, just Dick, not you dick. No. I'm, My I, name is... Th- I'm just calling you Dick. I'm calling you Dick. Yeah. You dick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're a dick. No, you're... No, that's not what... No. It's as if it's my name. <laughs> that's just my name. It's Dick. 
It's dick. All right, you fucking dick. You fucking dick. No, it's like, just no, dick. No, that's not how you say it. It's, it's just dick, dick boogie. So in the end, Batman and Robin and Batgirl, they managed to stop Poison Ivy. They stop Bane. They stop Mr. Freeze by reheating the city with satellites. Satellites. Um, satellites. In my heart. They actually in my sing heart. that song. <laughs> the whole city just flees. Just flees from the Dave Matthew. Um, fun fact, I know how to play that song on guitar. Do you? I sure do. So Alfred is cured and Bruce realizes that they are better off as a team. And the end. Everybody loves the movie. Standing ovation. Standing ovation mm-hmm. for this movie. Yeah, I, I think Academy Awards I, all around. Right. I think it was. Uh, it was really robbed. No, and it's like I. I'm again. I'm a comic book lover. I'm a comic book movie lover. This is one of the most misguided ones. I think. Hmm. It was really shiny was, though and colorful. That was fun. Yeah, that's what they went for. Shiny and colorful. And they're like, oh, people that like the 1960s Batman might like this one. But no one actually likes that. It's just it's just hipster sort of like kitsch. And like it wasn't it was never supposed to be good. Anyway, you know how I feel about things that aren't good. You like them? No, Abby. No, you missed the entire point of this conversation. Let's hit delete and do this (laughs) segment over. You can't make me. (laughs) Yeah. So that's Batman and Robin. But the question is, how does Batman and Robin's relationship compare to Abby and Brendan's relationship? How do you think? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe we should find out. When should we find out? Maybe next. I'm so frightened. We were superheroes. Our power would be friendship. But we are not. So the jury is still out. Brendan and I have some exciting news. We have a new sponsor. Let's hear all about it. It's a company called Encyclopedia Moronica. I didn't know they made encyclopedias anymore, you know, because the internet and everything is right there at our fingertips all the time. I know, right? Like, what a, what a problem. But like, now we got these encyclopedias and each one is about like five to seven pounds from A to Z. So they're heavy and you have to lug them around. Yeah, which is great too, because like anytime you move, you can take these encyclopedias with you. These giant heavy boxes. Right. And even better, they are filled with paper, which not only does the paper like decay over time, which is so cool to watch, um, but it's flammable too. It's like, it's it's awesome fire hazard. For your home. It's a fire hazard for your home. Yeah, I know. Like what's not to love. And the best part is that the facts become outdated. That That's the best part. Yeah. It's, it's like this sort of amazing stamp. I think we maybe need to work on i appreciate your enthusiasm but i think we maybe need to work on better sponsors i mean i don't know i'm i'm in the b section right now which is pretty amazing it's got lots of stuff your name came up in the b section yeah, yeah. what does it say it's a giant picture of a booby <laughs> this is why people you need to like and subscribe so we can get better sponsors Bird and buggy. Welcome back to We're Too Old for this podcast. My name is Abby Barrett. And I am Brendan Boogie, and we're talking about 1997's Batman and Robin, which of course you know because you've been listening. I have. Yes, I have. 
<laughs> not you. Oh. You've been barely listening. I'm talking to the I was talking to the actual audience here. Oh, sorry. So we've got Batman, we've got Robin, and I want to be clear before we start, because this is a segment of the show where we compare our friendship to the movie friendship. Yes. Now I want to be clear that we're not talking about all iterations of Batman and Robin, because there have been many different Batmans and Robins. There have mm-hmm. been the cartoons. There have been you know, the comic books. There have been all the other things in the world. We're just talking about this movie, mm-hmm. this Batman, <laughs> and this Robin. Am I clear? <laughs> well, you're in luck because I've never seen any other iteration of Batman and that Robin. That is crazy. That is no, crazy. No, Batman and Robin. I've seen other Batmans. You've never seen Batman and Robin? Like the show? I thought the, well, sh- there's... the 60s show was just Batman. The... No. I know Robin's in there, but it's not called Batman and Robin. No, the title isn't Batman and Robin, but I'm talking about the relationship between the two characters. No, yeah, I've never. Robin is in is in a lot of different Batman things, but they're not all named after Robin. Okay. Thank God we cleared that up. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm more confused than when we started. <laughs> well, maybe it would clarify things before we get into it if people uh, hear how it is that we met. Sure. <laughs> and this one is a really, really good one because I totally remembered to think about this story right before i got here because you're always prepared Mm -hmm. and you shouldn't have to think of anything because this is how we actually met so it's just a memory Uh, it should just come to you a memory it should just come to you where you go oh right i remember when Mm -hmm. brendan and Mm -hmm. i met it was when we met when we were about 17 Mm mm-hmm we met at the um, opening of a Dunkin' Donuts in, <laughs> they all, in Lynn. They always had these ornate, amazing they openings. For, for, it, was, it was like there were celebrities. There was, they mm-hmm. cut a ribbon. It yep. was really something when they opened a Dunkin' Donuts yep. in the Boston area. I think they, they had Barry Gibb was the celebrity. Barry Gibb was the it celebrity was, that time. It was time. the 74th Dunkin' Donuts in Lynn. Yes. opening on that street on, on that, that street. street yes yeah yeah um and we both ordered a boston cream donut and mm-hmm. they only had one and so you punched my face <laughs> to get it well yeah we were in lynn and that is oh, the punch yeah. in the face is actually the motto of lynn oh i wasn't offended when, i understand when someone says what's the motto of lynn you just punch them right in the mm-hmm. face yep and uh we became friends ever since is a story that i've known for years <laughs> it's true and it was quite <laughs> elaborate well thought out yes well prepared i could tell you weren't working from notes because you didn't have to because it's something that really happened i think about it all the time you do you think Mm -hmm. about that boston cream donut and me punching you in the face and barry gibb being shocked at the punching he did not know what he was getting into he he did sing uh that bg song massachusetts though that's true that was nice right that was nice Mm -hmm. it was very heartfelt (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm sorry i thought there was gonna be a joke there no, my bad it. my bad for expecting that were you coming here for jokes <laughs> oh, no just some kind oh, of boy. something so maybe <laughs> <laughs> so let's get back to batman and robin sure and the question that we always ask is which one of us is the batman and which one of us is the robin mm-hmm. what do you think I think that you are probably 
you probably think you're the Batman, but you're the Robin. You're goddamn right I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs> but you're you really think the I'm Robin. the Robin? Mm-hmm. You're the Robin. Why am I the Robin? Because you're always like, no, I want to drive the car. Like, no, I want to uh, do the, the, you know, running of the evil people out of town. <laughs> that sounds like you. That does sound like mm-hmm. that, yeah. that was an impression of me. Because I think was... the fact that you want to be seen as Batman is why you're the Robin. And why are you the Batman in this scenario? Because, like, I don't care if I'm Batman or not. And that's why I'm Batman. Because Batman's that cool. Holy shit, Abby. I think you're convincing me. (laughs) I think I'm right. (laughs) I think you're fucking right. I know. Oh my God, this is shocking. Mm -hmm. This is like a real shot to the system for me that you are the Batman because you're cooler. Mm -hmm. Clearly. And and I try hard. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. This is all. I'm depressed. I'm sorry. Depressed the shit out of me. Well, Robin's cool. No, he isn't. He's the worst. He looks very young for his age, which is nice. He he does look young for his (laughs) Mm -hmm. age. That's true. Yeah, I can. I guess in my, I can always just call myself Boy Wonder. Yeah. Be like, sir, (laughs) you're trying to get an AARP discount. (laughs) That's Mister. I'm the Boy Wonder. (laughs) I mean, also, who's more willing to live in a cave? It's probably me. Yeah, you'd live in a cave. Mm You'd be you'd be more of a misanthrope. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! You're the Batman and I'm the Robin. Yeah, this is this is awful. I'm sorry. Do you want to take this take is, a break or this? No, this no. We should push forward, but this is really awful for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I thought I, you knew. I, I thought no, you knew. I didn't. I thought no. All these years, I assumed I was Batman. Yeah. Especially in this podcast. Yeah. Because I mean, I do all the fucking work. I know, but so does Robin. He puts in a lot of time. For something that Batman, it's the same payoff. Since Batman shows up and is cooler, and mm, oh my just, god, this is awful. Yeah. Well, maybe we should move on. Like, well, you're not a big superhero person, obviously. Right. You always make fun of me that I watch, even watch these movies, <laughs> and it's not even that. Like, it's not even. It's like I'm not. I just don't have the attention span, and there's. I think there's like eight. 80 movies that come out a year and don't even get me well, started like the marvel shit there's like tv shows yeah, and then there's like right. the superheroes and then they have kids and it's like their fucking kids are superheroes like it's just too much <laughs> it's it's gotta stop it's gotta stop <laughs> enough already it's too hard to pay attention mm-hmm. to no, the Marvel thing is what they've done, which is is that it does build on each on each other. So mm-hmm. I look at it as like kind of one long TV series yeah. of the characters and the characters coming in and out and stuff like that. But do you have like if you do, if you ever liked a superhero, do you have like a favorite superhero? Um, I don't know that I've ever had a favorite because I don't really know all of them. Like, I mean, probably know the main ones, right? How many superheroes do you think you can name right now? Oh, let's try Superman, Batman. Mm-hmm. Aquaman, is this like all of them? Like, isn't yeah? Th- you don't have to stay within a universe. Isn't like, so believe me, I'm not gonna <laughs> set up like. It's like now only DC. Well, like, isn't Thanos somebody? Thanos was an, a villain. Oh, he's a villain. In okay. Avengers, yeah. Um. Oh, Thor. Thor, yeah. Um. There is which you made fun of me for seeing the movie. I did because you assumed it was because I was attracted <laughs> to Chris Hemsworth, and I was correct. And it's like. 
No, I just, well, I mean, he's a beautiful man. Yes. But like, I did, you know, but I don't like, you're like, oh, I'm not, why, you know, you're attracted to Thor. I think he even said, told me that I was attracted to Thor and that's why I was seeing the movie. Yeah, I think Which that's... was nothing wrong with that. But no. no I, I have other interests. I just thought that. it was like your sort of unique, that was like your thing about. That, that the, was my thing? That you just like the Hemsworth guy. No, I think if I had to go with one of them, I mean. Scarlett Johansson, obviously, but if I had to go with one of the fellas, I'm going with Mark Ruffalo. I'm oh, going with the Hulk. The Hulk, yeah. I see. I'm yeah. going Lou Ferrigno on that all the way. Lou Ferrigno, you're Ferrigno guy. He's a more believable Hulk than Mark Ruffalo. Well, Mark Ruffalo is, is is Bruce Banner, and then he turns into the Hulk. No, I get that, but like even like don't even get me started. Don't even get me started on the CGI crap because it just looks so stupid. So I was listening to a podcast and someone referred to it as like these movies are like let's let's go watch drawings fight each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I agree like sometimes the CGI can be too much. I mean I, personally I the reason I like superheroes is when it's done well is their great sort of like Batman is is a is about trauma. You know what I mean? Batman is about right. grief and loss and losing your parents and it's also about the line between justice and vengeance so that's sort of when it gets darker that's what batman's about right right like superman is about like the the alien experience like the immigrant experience Mm. and it's also about sort of the interesting thing about superman to me is that he is the best of us so it's again it's like the alien experience he is the best of us but he'll never be one of us so it's like the alienation you know so there's all these things about humanity that are built into the oh my god you're actually falling asleep listener dear listener are you still there no i mean i get it like i like the you know what i like i liked agents of shield agents of shield was great because it was like a much but it was like a I don't know. It just wasn't so over the top with like the fighting scenes. It's like I like the Star Wars thing because like everything looks kind of realistic, even if it's not. Whereas like you have Thor, who is an act or not Thor, um, the Hulk, who's like an actual CGI thing. And right. And he's just moving in ways that would not be possible for something that big. And it just doesn't make it like defies physics in a way that it's I, I can't I can't abide by it. You've always been a big physics. I physics have. Guy. I am a phys- physics head, as we say. <laughs> Classic physics head. Mm-hmm. Well, what would your superpower be if you had to have a superpower? What would it be? Um, I've always wanted to, maybe less so now that I live in the burbs. But my superpower, like I'm not even kidding, would just be to find parking whenever I needed it. <laughs> That's a superpower. That would just be great because it's helpful. Right, saves a lot of time, stress. So that's it. You just—it's no, nothing that helps humanity. Just you find parking <laughs> for yourself. Um. Yeah, I guess I should probably help other people. Well, what's help yours? Find parking. Um. Well, the, the first one that, that that came to mind is I want to have like a super powered like thirty foot dick. Uh huh. <laughs> but so it like I use it to help people. So like I I sort of like because it's not sexual because like okay. a thirty foot dick nobody wants a thirty foot dick. I mean no. it's too much. But it's like I it's really strong and it's very flexible and I use it as like a grappling hook to 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 climb up stuff and I save people with it. And the best part about it is that because I'm being such a hero, the news has to report what's happening. And they have to say, you know, this man and his his super dick <laughs> saved a bunch of orphans. Wait, so when the news is reporting about your super dick, 
do they yeah. have to like pixelate it out? I th- I that's what I'm curious yeah. about. I think it's I think maybe they would at first, and then after a while they'd be like, you know what, Super Dick has done so much for us. <laughs> Like we, let's let's just be real about it. Let's just let's just be Super real Dick. about about it. So I think that would that would be a process about Super Dick. Now with Super, I have a lot of questions. So with Super okay. Dick, you, I'm assuming it's not always Super. Like you have to like yeah, go no, into a phone booth and do some things to no, it. No, no, that's it. the curse of it. Is it's like that all the time. So, so how I have do you to carry like it around? Figure, figure out way. Well, that's my curse. I have to figure mm-hmm. out ways to like hide it and tie it around my leg, tie it around both legs wear mc hammer pants all the time so my my, uh (laughs) so my secret identity would be a backup dancer for mc hammer so that like i've got these big puffy hammer pants and you can't see the 30 foot dick under there plus i get to travel around with mc hammer and solve crimes in the different cities okay okay what i feel like since you have the choice of having this superpower like why did you choose something that's actually such an encumbrance well, because that's the heroic thing, right? Is Superman has his kryptonite, and the it's every good superhero has some ironic struggle that they okay. deal with. And mine is the the thing that makes the dick so powerful, which is it's so big, you can use it as a lasso <laughs> <laughs> in lots of situations. Whip guns out of people's hands from like third, you know, twenty feet away. Um, the thing that makes it so great. You've talked about this way too long. The sad thing is I haven't. This is coming right <laughs> off the fucking top of my head. The thing is that makes it so great is that it's also the thing that makes it so difficult. And that that's why it's an interesting story of Super Dick. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you could have just had a super arm. That would have been easier. Yeah. But then we wouldn't have the news having to report on a yeah, super okay, arm. Okay. Which is the do the balls part. do anything? Or is it just like the shaft? Do the balls ever do anything? <laughs> no. Not, nothing for me. That's for sure. <laughs> Ugh. Just an, that's that's a normal encumbrance that we all deal with. Yes, oh, but if it, if I didn't get the super dick, I think I would just want to be magic. Okay, I mean, I think I would just want to like make things appear, disappear. Because even Superman is vulnerable to magic. I don't know if you knew about that. I did in, not know about that in the lore. Like super, Kryptonite is his. Well, I know Kryptonite, right? But he is also Superman is also vulnerable to magic. Well, who's magic? Like if he confronted Harry Potter, would something bad happen? Harry Potter would have a, would stand a chance against Superman. Okay. Like if Doctor Strange were in the same universe as Superman. What about Penn be, and Teller? That'd be an interesting battle. Penn and Teller. Yeah. Well, no, they. That, that's all fake. All right. So speaking of Penn and Teller, <laughs> I was at a magic show last week actually with my partner, and it was a parlor trick, you know, small like close up magic parlor trick show, and it was great. And it was like I really like magic. How do you feel about? Magic? I like. I think it's super cool. Yeah. And so I like it because I think the skill involved is really cool that like you're watching for it and it it happens right in front of you. Mm -hmm. But for me, the fun is like figuring out how they do it. Like that's part of the fun for me. And so I went to it with my partner, Dahlia, and after she liked it, I liked it. I said, so how do you think they did this? She said, don't talk about it. I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) She's like, I don't want to. I don't want to think about how they do it. And like to me, that's the whole fun. Yeah, you want to figure out how. Right. Yeah. But I think for her, the fun is pretending she lives in a world where there's actual <laughs> magic. But I feel like knowing how they do the trick makes then makes other like better tricks even more interesting because you're like, oh, I, like they I'm must have impressed. really done some. Yeah. 
I'm still impressed. Like when, you know, they did the trick. I saw David Blaine do it on his show where they have something and you cut an orange open and the dollar bill is in there or whatever. Yeah. So the guy did that trick up close. And I because it was up close, I figured out how he did it. And I was thrilled because I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Yeah. But don't say it because then they'll come after you. Who's going to come after me? David Blaine and his cronies. Oh, right. Well, I mean, with the internet now, I think that ship is safe. You know, Bane? It's like yeah. Bane, but it's Blaine. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and then Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, don't show me the magic. Because <laughs> my name is Arnold. Well, there's Arnold. Ah! <laughs> Imagine the rest of the episode is just us going, ah! <laughs> Speaking of, ah! I found a quiz online. Oh, really? That's an interesting transition in I the know. sense that it makes no sense. Another seamless one. Um, right. and it's Another <laughs> seamless transition from Abby Barrett, whose superpower is being, being bad at podcasting. <laughs> Maybe podcasting is my kryptonite. Is your kryptonite, like having to do a podcast <laughs> where, you, where we make any sense whatsoever? All right, enough chit-chat. We got to take this quiz. <laughs> I got places to be. <laughs> enough chit-chat. Um, so it's a superhero um, quiz about um, about you, actually. It's questions specifically for Brendan Boogie. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah. How'd you find that? I didn't even know where that would be. Uh, magic. Magic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me how then, because I don't want, I don't want David the illusion Bla- to be ruined. DavidBlaine.com. DavidBlaine.com mm-hmm. has, a, has a quiz about me. All right, first one. So I did, you know, speaking of that magic, yes. like I was pulled on stage and they did a thing with a note that was pulled out and my name, you know, it was a prediction thing. Yeah. And then I pulled it out and I read the audience, oh, Brendan will do this, and blah, 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 but they spelled my name wrong. Oh. But I didn't say to the magician, you spell my name wrong, asshole. But you, f- you forgot to mention that they pulled that note out of your ass. They did pull it out of my ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were that was up impressive. there with a... Wait a minute, that that wasn't a magic show, that was a colonoscopy. Oh yeah. They're like, You're very ill, sir. <laughs> stop shoving stop shoving notes up there. Stop it's... shoving notes on that. But I and I keep saying, But it's magic. Oh <laughs> uh, sorry, health, let's get back to the Health insurance is not gonna pay for that. All right. <laughs> get ready. Uh which way would you prefer to die at the hands of a supervillain? Multiple choice. Ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. A being frozen to death, starting with your penis. <laughs> yeah. B, being kissed with venomous lips, but they are the lips of Shane McGowan of the Pose. <laughs> C, being clubbed to death by penguins, because I'm not sure what the penguin actually did with his foes. Four, being thrown in a vat of acid, but it's LSD, and before you die, you finally understand the appeal of the Grateful Dead. <laughs> um, I'm going to be kissed by Shane McGowan of the no, Pose. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I'm big, just big, just big fan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I feel like I feel like he likes to French kiss too. Yeah, probably, but I, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it for Shane. I'll wow. do it for Shane. All right. What about you? Not that. I think I'd like to be clubbed to death by penguins. Would you? Yeah. Yeah, that would be an adorable way to it die. It would be super cute. I wouldn't be mad at them. Okay, if you were a superhero, what would you choose as your superpower? This is multiple choice, so you don't get to have a super dick. Great. A, flying, but you're not able to fly higher than four feet. B, breathing underwater, but only in city rivers. C, being super strong on condition that you help your friends move anytime they ask. Or D, running super fast, but your superhero name is The Trotter and you have chronic diarrhea. (laughs) The Trotter. 
Um, I So with the strength one, I have the strength all the time. I just have to drop everything and help someone move if they need it. Yes. Yeah, I'll go with that. Why not? You didn't want it to be flying around the house at only four feet. Flying up. around the house four feet <laughs> above the ground? No. I really don't want I that. that was I'm scared happen. of heights. If you were a superhero, which catchphrase would you prefer to use? A, holy smokes, this place is lousy with ugly dames. <laughs> B, looks like I've really screwed the pooch in a good way. <laughs> C, I've done a very good job and I'm proud of myself. <laughs> or D, Gotham is safe from evil. Now where the fuck is my cocaine? <laughs> These are all so good. <laughs> Which one are you going to choose? They're all so good. Oh, wow. I think uh, the first one, this place is lousy with ugly dames. Okay, nice. <laughs> I, th- I think because it, I especially like it because I would like to use it in situations where there are no women there. Yeah, that would be great. That would be terrific. But man, those are good. Well done. Oh, well thanks. done. Thanks. Uh, all right. Well done, David Blaine. <laughs> if we were a superhero duo... What would be the thing that most likely um, is to come between us? A, who gets to wear the nicer cape? B, who gets to use the coupon at the face paint store? C, who gets to accept the key to the city at the commissioner's ball? Or D, who has to clean up our secret lair? Key to the city. You think, yeah, we'd because, fight over that? Yeah, because we fight, cause that's glory. Yeah. That's both... one thing that we would fight over is glory and yeah, attention. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We're both big glory hogs and spotlight mm-hmm. spotlight hoggers. Final that would question. tear us apart. That would. It already is. It already is. <laughs> Final question. This is open-ended. Which one of us is more likely to turn evil? Which one of us is more likely to turn evil? Hmm, that is a very good question. I think ultimately... I think you are ultimately, and the reason is I think that I get more frustrated for lower lower level things, mm-hmm. but I get it out, whereas I think you are just even keeled, <laughs> but it's just built up and built up and built up, and that is prime for an yep. evil turn, you yep. know, just you blowing your stack and just being like, fuck this, <laughs> yeah. just going complete full on villain. So I think even though it seems like I'm more annoyed most of the time because i'm more emotional than mm-hmm. you are i think i think it's like it's like the t- the thermometer just keeps going up and up and up until boom. someday i'm gonna just yeah i would someday agree just gonna just gonna lose it that's the quiz that's the quiz we learned so much we sure did we learned so much about superheroes and and ourselves mm-hmm. but but really the question is who's got the better friendship batman and robin not all batman and robin's just the one from the 1997 sure? Batman and Robin. Yes, because it's too much. There's too many different iterations of Batman down. and Robin. Someone's turning evil. To... <laughs> I'm turning evil right now on the spot. So who has a better friendship? <laughs> Batman and Robin or the boy wonder Brendan and the very dark knight, Abby Barrett. We will find out after this. I'm Batman. It's Bud Plugs, where Abby and I plug our shit. 
Live music is back, everybody. Hooray! And Abby Barrett and her band are playing Friday, February 25th at Toad in Cambridge. Toad is a fantastic small venue. It's so intimate that you could reach out and touch Abby, but please do not touch Abby. She does not like to be touched. That is Friday, February 25th at Toad in Cambridge. Abby Barrett and her amazing live band, the first live music they've played in a very, very, very long time. So we hope you're there. And this has been Bud Plugs. Buddies, 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 buddies. Holy podcast, Abby. We're back. This we're place back is for lousy podcast. with podcasters. <laughs> we are back with We're Too Old for This Podcast. So now is the segment of the show where we determine who has the better friendship batman and robin from the 1997 film batman and robin mm-hmm. once again not to be confused mm-hmm. sure okay. all right I'm gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna stop or abby and brendan and i gotta say i feel like this one has been an emotional one for me so far yeah you you had some bad news at the beginning i had some bad news and the idea that you know because because even though i am a full-grown man mm-hmm. Like Batman has uh, has been very important to me. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> Batman is probably more important to me than I want to let on. Mm-hmm. And so this friendship here between Batman and Robin, us determining that is going to have an emotional effect on me. I'm just predicting that. Yes, I- I'm predicting that. So maybe I don't know which one of us should go first. Do you want me to go first to sort of ease you into it, or do you want to let your feelings out now? No, I think you should ease me into it. I okay. think I like. I, th- I think you should. I should hear what you have to say and, mm-hmm. and what your thoughts are, and maybe that will help me not throw this batarang against the wall. Yes, I have a batarang. Okay, I think at the end of the day, Batman and Robin in the film Batman and Robin, the nineteen ninety seven film Batman and Robin, not to be confused with other Batman and Robin iterations. <laughs> sure, in this film. Batman and Robin are less good friends than we are. Interesting. Interesting. Tell now, me why. if you took them out of the movie you and you can't. let the story progress as you can't, Robin Abby. gets older and more mature. Mature. He's fucking 27. And Batman learns to trust him. Mm-hmm. You know, then then sure they're better friends than us. Mm-hmm. But you think they're they're not as good friends. No, they fucking Robin's so fucking annoying and Batman is just kind of like keeping him alive. I think they're they're like sure, they're like little brother, big brother, but they're not friends. But you gotta remember that they were Robin was behaving that way, yes, but he was infected with a toxin. No, even before when he was on the motorcycle and he's like, I got it, I got it. And then Batman's like, you don't got it. And he deactivates his motorcycle. Were you not even watching the movie? Oh, I watched it. So you were on Batman's side on that, not Robin's side. Yes. Wow, interesting. See, I feel like Robin would have made the jump. I don't think so. I think that he, well, that's true. He did save Batman promptly Yeah, and it's like if... So Batman's out there not only trying to catch Mr. Freeze, but also trying to sit there and decide on the spot whether Robin is good enough to do these certain things. Yeah. I, I, I gotta say, I think but I'm on Robin's side on that one. Fine, but you know that Batman is, he doesn't want another death in his family. Doesn't want another death in his family. So it goes Batman's, deep. It goes deep. Batman's haunted. Yes. So maybe he shouldn't have a, a child out there, a 27-year-old a man-child. Yeah. 
That's, you know, I mean, there's got to be like child labor laws. Right, exactly. The cover Chris O'Donnell mm-hmm. in his middle age. So you're going you're going that they they have oh we have a better friendship. Yeah, I think what they have isn't even a friendship. It's more of like a brother. They're mm. brothers. They're family. Isn't and that I know we're technically family, but Yeah. You know. I feel like it's a tie. What? You never I'm do going a tie. out there. I'm I, I don't usually do a tie, mm-hmm. but I'm going out there and the reason why I think yes there was a lot of tension and yes there was a lot of I think behavior that maybe both of them regretted. I think Batman probably regrets stopping Robin from making that jump. I think Robin certainly regrets getting so caught up in Poison Ivy. Although Uma Thurman in her day even let's just now, say I, even now. Let's even now. Yeah, Uma yeah. Uma Thurman, I'd probably throw you into a vat of most things to get yes. to get a smooch from Uma Thurman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would probably do that. But I think it's a tie because I think in the end, they both learn to be family. They learn to be a team. And I think that in the even this person they barely knew, <laughs> Barbara, who comes in and all of a sudden is a member of the team. I think that Batman learns to trust Robin and Robin learns to listen to Batman and you and I. Uh, since I am the Robin in this relationship, <laughs> I will you just never don't trust let. You. you will never trust me. Mm-hmm. You just let me. You gotta. You gotta take the take the fucking handcuffs off handcuffs off me. And let me do my thing. I know. I let know. Me, I know. I gotta let you fly like a bird. Let me fly. Let but... your little baby bird fly, Abby Barrett. It's too soon. Your baby bird, Brendan Boogie, fly. <laughs> You're not ready. You're not ready. I'm not ready. God damn it. So we have a split decision. We have a split once decision. again. Once again, we usually do because we don't agree on anything yeah. because we're not good friends. Because <laughs> we hate each other and it's not a secret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear Abby. I can't believe I've never made a Dear Abby joke. I've known you for how many years? I've know, never made a weird. Dear Abby joke. That I mean, is it's crazy. an obvious joke. So. It's so obvious. And maybe that's the problem. Is I'm yeah. like, no, I'm not going to do that. It's too fucking obvious. Yeah. You're subtle. Fuck you. Your comedy is really subtle, Brendan. It is Viral. really subtle. <laughs> so we've got a split decision. Yeah. But the question is, what if we were Batman and Robin? Batman and Boogie reenact a scene from a motion picture, but change the words a little bit. Holy icicles, Brendan. Mr. Freeze has turned the First National Bank into an ice skating rink. Thanks, chum. You stay here in the pod cave while I handle this cowardly cold snap of crime. No way, partner. I'll be there right by your side. You know, that's fine. I'll handle it. I'm doing you a favor, really. You hate the cold. What's going on? I just think Mr. Freeze is a little above your skill level. You always do this to me. We're supposed to be partners. All right, fine. How about this? I handle Mr. Freeze, and you handle the next villain that's a little more up your alley. Like whom? How about Captain Farts a lot? What's his power again? He just farts. A lot. It's a real public nuisance. Why is he up my alley? Because, well, you know. Fine. Then you can handle Mr. Emotionally Needy. He's right up your alley. His power is he sends his friends whiny texts when people don't retweet his unfunny jokes enough. I will. I will handle him. But first, you gotta handle Crazy Cat Lady, whose power is that she alienates all her human friends and dies alone and all her cats eat her face. Look behind you. It's Frying Pan Man. He hits assholes with frying pans. I'm not gonna fall for that. Yeah, it's true what they say. Cartoonish violence really does solve all your problems. 
na 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 Abby. na 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 Hey, buddies, if you like what you hear, please follow us at We're Too Old Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, Friendster. I think our GeoCities is probably still up and running. If you have an idea for a movie you'd like us to talk about, or if you're a sponsor that wants to offer us some of that sweet, sweet podcast money, email us at we'retooldpod at gmail.com or just look out the window because Abby and I are out there. We're watching you right now. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, buddies.